Hey, world changers. So you've got a podcast for your business, but you aren't exactly sure how to use it. Well, welcome to the show that's about to change all of that. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you the best tips, strategies, and tactics that's going to transform your marketing and elevate your business. Those hangups you have, gone. Those roadblocks, we're knocking them over. It's time to kick your business into overdrive. Welcome to the Podcast Lead Generation Show. Hey there, World Changers. Cliff here. Today, we're going to be talking about a book review. I haven't done a book review in quite a while, but I I feel the need to talk about this one because truth be told how everything's been happening in my life lately, uh, this book is definitely apropos to to everything that's going on. So I know that I shared with you that uh, I... I I just I rounded a corner. Uh, I feel things in my life are changing. I'm changing, and you know I talked about this whole six month cliff versus now making decisions like six month cliff would do. And I'm actually going to talk a lot more about that in an upcoming episode. But here I am. It's over Christmas break. I'm realizing that I have to start making different decisions. And lo and behold, I'm going through my email, just kind of like taking it easy on the couch. And this advanced marketing group that I belong to. Uh, that the guy, one of the one of the one of the head guys of this group, one of the head coaches, sent out an email to everybody, and I just opened it up. And in there, he started talking about identity shift, right? Becoming the person, being versus becoming, right? Become the person who has, you know, the successful business, right? And in there, he talked about this book, Identity Shift, by Anthony Trucks. And of course, I bought it. It came. I read it. I consumed it. Now I'm talking to you about it. Identity shift. Obviously, the point of the book is about being versus becoming, right? Who you are today versus who you need to be to have that next level in life, to see that success that you want to have. And that's the basis of his entire book. Now, let's talk a little bit about Anthony's backstory here, which he does go into in the book. So Anthony, uh, he is the he is he is from foster care and he finally was adopted uh, by a family who actually loved him and cared about him. But as typical with people that are in foster care, you know, he had a very, you know, he was rough for him in foster care. And so, you know, and I didn't know this, but the statistics of people that go through foster care, as far as, as, far as them being like successful in life or achieving or getting a college degree, you know, because I know the successful is kind of like a, a quasi, you know, definable term. Success is different for different people. But let's just say that for people that even go to college, let alone graduate with a degree, uh, the percentages of that are really low. I think it's like 1% or 2% of people in foster care actually go on to college and get a degree. So it's just, wow. It, it, so anyways, he decided when he was in high school, he somehow or another, he got bit by the football buck. And he's like, you know what? I am a football player, right? He went through that mental shift. He stopped thinking of himself as being a victim and started thinking about himself as being the best football player. And that's what he dedicated his life to. And that mentality, that philosophy propelled him into the NFL, right? Like one in a, you know, like I'll talk about a one in a billion shot, right? He makes it into the NFL. He gets signed by a team and it's his first game. He goes out he hits the field. He's ready to go. He's all excited. And I think it was actually on the first play. Uh, somebody, somebody either stepped on him or fell on him or they put their knee or something or another. Anyways, he jacked up his shoulder requiring surgery, which put him out for the rest of the season. So he got to play in one game of the NFL. 
And after that first year was done, of course, he's all ready to go. He's all excited. He's back to normal. He's like, let's go. No team wanted to sign him. Finally, his, his agent called and said, hey, I got one team. They're interested in signing you, but they will only do it if you sign a waiver that if you injure your shoulder, they're not responsible for it. You will have to pay for it. So I advise you not to take this deal, right? The only team that wanted to hire him and his agent is saying, don't take the deal. Of course, he's crushed. He's devastated because this is all he wanted. This was his entire dream all his life. So he goes into uh, owning a gym, right? He buys a gym. He gets all the equipment. It takes all of his money that he had from the NFL. And of course, you know, he, he is married. He has kids, but he's running this gym. Lo and behold, the gym isn't making hardly any money. He's working 16, 17, 18 hours a day, never sees his family, never sees his wife. His personal life, his family life is all falling apart around him, but he keeps doing the gym because that's the only thing that he knows. Uh, in some way or another, this gets vague, but he winds up becoming a, uh, a personal coach, well, a life coach, so to speak, or you know, whatever. He doesn't really specify whatever it is, so I'll just say he, he becomes one of these life coaches, right? I'll, I'll just leave it at that. He becomes a life coach. He studies under Brendan Bouchard, and now this is his life calling, right? He wants to go out and impact, and impact millions of people without you know, uh, everything that he wants to do. Very vague on how he wound up going from point A to point B like that. He doesn't really talk about it. Uh, one of the things when I talk when when I talk about heroes in their, you know, their journey, whatever it is, I really wish he would have. I really wish he would have mapped that out. So, anyways, uh, much like a lot of coaches that are out there, that he has. Uh, some kind of, you know, a, a core belief, a framework that helps his clients get results, which he talks about in the book. Most of them do. So let's talk about this process, this being versus becoming. And it's like a loop, right? The way that he had it mapped out, it's in a loop. But I want to talk to you about this because, well, I, so let me just get it out there first, right? So it starts with beliefs, right? Your internal beliefs. Your internal beliefs are going to drive your thoughts your thoughts are going to impact your feelings. Your feelings then are going to dictate your actions. Your actions are going to have a direct reflection on the outcome, right? Because your action is going to produce some kind of an outcome. And your outcome is going to impact and change your environment, which in turn is going to fortify your beliefs, which in turn impacts your thoughts, which drive your feelings, which has an impact on your actions, et cetera, et cetera. So it becomes a sloop. Now, if you're saying to yourself, self, this sounds really familiar. Cliff's talked about this before. Yes, I have. C-T-F-A-R, right? Circumstance, thought, feeling, action, results. It's almost the same thing. Now, when I take a look at C-T-F-A-R versus this loop, one of the things that I'm kind of cognizantly aware of is that the CTFAR always seems to me to be a great tool to talk about stuff that's happened before in the past or stuff that's carrying with you, right? So for instance, somebody dies, right? That's circumstance. It's neither good or bad. Somebody dies. So what are your thoughts on that, right? Your thoughts impact your feelings, which in turn drive your actions, which in turn drives your results. So if you want to get a different result, just go back and change the thought, right, that you are having about this, right? That's the CTFAR model. But like I said, it's typically, to me anyways, the way it's been explained, it's really good about mapping out something in the past, something that you've done. Whereas when I take a look at Anthony's model, this is something that I believe, i.e. beliefs, are is really good at helping people to, to go from being versus becoming, right? Because it all starts with the belief. 
the belief that you have inside of you that says, you know what, I can have a million dollar business or I can have a great body or I can be in the Tour de France or, or whatever that is, right? Any one of those things, but it starts with the belief, okay? Now, I know that I'm getting you know a little bit woo-woo here because somebody could sit there and say, well, you know, Cliff, that's just a bunch of hooey because I could sit there and tell the universe, you know what, uh, I'm a $10 million lottery winner. Well, you can be, right? That could definitely happen. You can definitely put that out there, but it's not going to happen if you're going to be sitting on the couch watching TV all day doing nothing, right? It all boils down to the actions that you have to take. So if you want to be the person who's a $10 million lottery winner, be prepared to spend money buying lottery tickets. You're not going to win the lottery if you're not playing it. So you, at some time, you have to take action in order to make this stuff happen. And the thing is, you, you cannot say, well, I'm going to be a $10 million winner in 24 hours because that's not going to happen either, right? It's, you have to put in the time. You have to put in the energy and the effort. As I was talking about before, it's about, it's about sending the signal. So how do you start with this loop, right? What's the belief, the thoughts, feeling, actions, outcomes, and environments? And obviously, like I said before, it starts with the belief. It starts with the thoughts. But the moral of the story is, right, one of the things that I started to do, which fits into this, ni- this nicely, is it starts with you making different decisions. And that's exactly where I started. So for me to go from you know point A to point B and now go from point B to point C, it all revolves around making different decisions. So for instance, in a previous episode, I was talking about how as, you know, Cliff that I am today versus six-month Cliff. What are the decisions that I need to make that's different, right? That's going to that's going to manifest and make six-month Cliff a reality. Well, you know, it's about making that shift. It's about becoming that person and then starting to make different decisions. More importantly, starting to adopt different habits that are going to make this happen. Now, as far as how this happens in a little bit more detail, I'm going to talk about that into a future episode. The moral story is laying down the framework for this book and how the identity shift actually occurs. But it starts with something simple, like just making a different decision. When you start making different decisions, this is when your 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 you know the accent change, your your feelings are going to change, your outcomes are going to start to change, right? If you want to go and go for that promotion, right, from one level to the next, right, whether it's become a manager, senior manager, or vice president, you need to start making different decisions. You need to start adapting different habits. Now, you know one of the things that uh, this reminds me of when I talk about you know the different decisions you have to adopt different habits. When I was putting together my notes for this particular episode, I remembered back to Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I'm talking about the original series that was, I want to say, was in the 2000s somewhere, like early 2000s that came out. I think it was on for three or four seasons. Uh, I know Netflix has picked it up. They have you know, rebooted the show, and it's now like an hour or an hour and a half long for each episode. Back in the day, it was 30 minutes. And so if you're not familiar with Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, uh, what, it, what it was, uh, and I'm talking about the original series is it was 
uh, five uh, gay guys. And what they would do is they would drive to somebody's apartment or somebody's house. It was typically a man. And they would, they would literally just kind of like turn the guy's life upside down, right? He was living at one level and their whole entire goal was to move him one level and sometimes even move him a second level, right? If he really needed it. And so, and every, every guy in the, in the, in the queer eye straight or the queer eye group, each one of them served a different purpose, right? So you had one that was dedicated to the home, their environment, right? Their furniture, the, the, the paint colors on the wall, whatever it was. Then you had one that was about wardrobe, right? His name was Carson. I'll never forget him as long as I live, right? It was all about the wardrobe. And then you had another guy who was about uh, health, about fitness, like exercising, like how do you... How do you manage your hair? How do you, you know, how do you shave properly? How do you, you know, any number of things. There was one guy that was about uh, romance, right? Or maybe his thing was culture. I can't remember. So that was the fourth guy. And then the fifth guy, oh, the fifth, the fifth guy was food. That's what it was. Yeah, I couldn't even remember it. He's actually on the Food Network now and his name escapes me. Uh, but he's typically a judge and he wears glasses I swear to God, that guy hasn't changed at all, but he was about food, right? How do, you, how do you cook a meal? How do you prepare cocktails? How do you make a, I don't know, a good cup of coffee, whatever it was. So anyways, there was one particular episode where uh, they went into this young man's apartment. He was probably in his early 20s, I would guess, but they went into his apartment and he was a computer programmer and they were talking to him about his goals, right? What he wanted to do. And he said, you know, he said, I would really like to get a promotion. I think that, you know, I've got the skill set and I've got the experience. I really would like to move up to um, that next level. And so I remember one of the things that Carson said, right? Because Carson is the wardrobe guy. And basically this guy was like, he was dressing in t-shirts every day. He was dressing in jeans every day. He had these ratty old tennis shoes. And so when Carson went through his wardrobe, he obviously upgraded everything. He got the guy dress shoes and dress pants. He got him a, a suit or two, you know, to, to wear. And as Carson was, was putting these clothes on him, I mean, the guy looked dramatically different, dramatically different. And I'll never forget. Carson said, you dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. And I will never forget that as long as I live, because if I had thought about it, Carson's advice to him, like that little nugget of wisdom could actually be very apropos for anybody in life, in any part of their life. It's not just a matter of dressing the part. It's looking the part. It's making the decisions that, you know, like a manager would make. Even before you are a manager, you start making those decisions. You start doing things differently. You start developing and creating different types of habits. And if you don't change your decision-making process, if you don't change your habits and to start adopting new ones, then you're really not going to move forward in life. You're going to stay exactly where you are right now. Of course you could come along and win the lottery or whatever it is. And, but you know, even then, if you take a look at it, you know, 60, 70, 80% of the people that win the lottery are bankrupt within seven years. So there's that. Anyways, moral story is getting back, getting back on point. You know, if you, if you are looking to level up your life, then it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, how you are internally, how you are in all areas of your life, not just your wardrobe, but your attitude, your thinking, the actions that you take, the decisions that you're making, right? It's an, it's, it's an all encompassing thing to me. When you make that change, when you start doing things differently, this is when the universe responds 
and starts giving you those things that you are essentially asking for. Now, the one part of the book that I have that uh, Anthony talks about there, and I'm in disagreement with him, is he talks about going for promotion, going for that manager slot, going for that senior manager, VP slot, whatever it is. His whole thing is that if you go in there and you just have the confidence that you can be the vice president, then you'll magically get the promotion, right? That's exactly the line that he draws. They'll have no choice but to give you the promotion. Well, being out there in the real world, I know it is not that easy. And this is the part where I really disagreed with them and it kind of turned me off in the book because experience has taught me that it's never that easy. You can go in there with all the confidence and all the bravado in the world, but there are a ton of factors that go into deciding whether somebody is going to get a promotion or not. We live in a very litigious society, so it's not just a matter of going in and saying, hey, I will make an excellent vice president. And they say, obviously we agree. <laughs> you know, here's the promotion doesn't quite work that way. I've seen some things in my lifetime that has just been like, holy crap, right? It was one of the things that actually kind of pushed me over into being an entrepreneur, right? Why climb the corporate ladder when you can build your own? So anyways, getting back on topic here. So it boils down to, like I said before, beliefs, thoughts, feelings, actions, outcomes, and environments. Now, for me, one of the things that happened just recently, and I know I've talked about it a lot because I'm very excited about it, was the belief that I didn't have the money to hire a VA. I could do it myself. I could do it cheaper. I could do it faster. By the time I explained to somebody what it is that it needs to be done, I could have just done the whole thing myself. But in reality... You know, when I sit there and I said to myself, is this a decision that Cliff is making? Is this a belief that Cliff is making? Or is this something that six-month Cliff would do? Obviously, six-month Cliff has employees, right? He's, he's building a business. The business is very successful. He has employees. So it was like, you know what? You need to farm this out. And that's why I went and got a VA. That's why I went and trained her how to do it. And she did a phenomenal job. She actually ran circles around me when she was doing this, right? So it's a different belief that I had to adopt and that different belief impacted my thoughts, feelings, actions, outcomes, and eventually my environment. And now I'm giving her more and more things to do, which is helping to change my environment. And it's, it's amazing how when you experience one of these shifts, how everything around you just starts to look and feel different. I mean, it's, it's absolutely awesome and I absolutely love it. So Let's get down to brass tacks for this book, right? He maps out, you know, the, the different decisions, how, you know, making habits. He outlines the circle. Now, so if you're saying to yourself, man, should I really get this book? Well, you can, right? You can definitely go out there and, and spend the money. But truth be told, I really wish that Anthony, now that he has gone out there a couple of times, I really wish he would come back, revisit this book and kind of flush it out a lot more because there are some rather interesting and large gaps uh, in his thinking and his process. So it was very, it was a very rough read for me. It was definitely written by somebody who I think was just wanting to get a book out there because they said in on a seminar somewhere where somebody said, you know, if you want to establish credibility, you got to have a book. So now he can say he's got a book. He's a published author. So should you get the book? Eh, I would I would recommend, if you've listened to this podcast at all, if you've gleaned anything from this podcast at all, then my humble recommendation is you don't have to. If you obviously you want to get it and you want to read it because there are some parts in there that are, that are really good, uh, then you know definitely go right ahead. But is it something that's a must-have, something that I would say, oh, you've got to have this on your shelf. You've got to refer to it every day. 
the answer to that question would be no. So anyways, I know I've been talking for quite a while today and I appreciate your patience and I will catch you in the next episode. Cheers.